Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon, everybody Uneducated Economist here. So a few weeks ago, months ago, I did a video called King Dollar the Destroyer. And in that video, I was saying that the dollar was going to strengthen to a level unlike anybody could ever imagine or was anticipating. And that's what we're starting to see now. The articles are coming out about how the strengthening dollar is destroying nations and corporations all over the world. And that is due to the fact that they have issued out a lot of debt in U.S. dollars. They get the best interest rates when they used U.S. dollars for their debt and repaying a strengthening U.S. dollar to their bondholders is a very difficult thing to do, especially when they are in a weaker currency situation. If they have a downturn in their economy and they try to increase their exports by devaluing their currency, it takes ever increasing amounts of their own currency in order to get a hold of the dollars that they need to pay back their debts. It's just getting to a point where they cannot do it and they're starting to default on their loans and it's happening all over the place. We saw it happen in Sri Lanka. That was a very big indicator of the strengthening dollar and what it can do to nations out there. And you saw how the economic fallout from a debt default has really caused economic hardship across the nation. I mean, people are panicking, they are rioting, they're destroyed their capital. They're in bad shape over there. And if you wanna see what an economic fallout looks like, just follow places like Sri Lanka and other places like I think Pakistan's gonna be really close to it. Um, there's a lot of Asian nations that are that are really suffering the consequences from it. Take a look at the link I leave down in the description for you guys. There was a lot of traders who were not anticipating this. In fact, everybody had this inflation expectation that is running so rampant through the through the economy, especially here in the United States, that it's so difficult for anybody to ever see anything other than inflation from here on out, hyperinflation scenarios. But yet at the same time, you're seeing the stock market come down. You're watching, you know, gold came down dramatically. We saw oil prices down under $100 a barrel. We're starting to find articles where the food inflation is now peaking out. They're finding that food is getting a lot cheaper. Well, I wouldn't say a lot cheaper, but it is coming down in price. So these are the things that I was anticipating coming from a stronger dollar. When inflation peaked out a few months ago, I said it then. I was just like, man, you are going to find this dollar strengthening and causing imports coming into this country to get incredibly cheap. Now, we are sitting in a very peculiar situation when it comes to what the Fed funds level is doing to the interest rates out there. Because it's so intuitive for people to think, okay, when the Federal Reserve lifts the interest rates, all interest rates go up from there. And if you have mortgages going up, like the interest rates that you pay on a mortgage, if that goes up, the capabilities of the buyer goes down. So the price of the homes have to come down in order to meet the capabilities of the buyers. Now this is kind of this the intuitive thought that goes with it. Fed funds go up, mortgage rates go up, house prices come down. Makes a lot of sense, excuse me guys. So that makes a lot of sense when you hear it. 
But in the video that we had discussed the other day, talking about the pool of mortgage-backed securities that are available for people to purchase, this is something that you really do have to think about because it's not the same pool of mortgage-backed securities that are available prior to the pandemic. When interest rates go down, refinancing really starts to kick into gear. People want to take advantage of those lower rates, and so what they do is they refinance their homes. When they do that, they are destroying the old loan, basically paying that one off, and reestablishing a new one. When you reestablish a new loan, you are giving the availability for a new mortgage-backed security to be created. So if you're not familiar with mortgage-backed securities, it's basically like a bond that is backed by mortgages. So if you took a box, threw a bunch of mortgages in there and sold that box off, that's kind of like a mortgage-backed security. Well, when you have a situation where the interest rates rise, like we have seen over the last few months, when you have the interest rates rise, the rolling over of old debt into new debt, so taking advantage of the low interest rates and refinancing your home, that doesn't happen anymore. People just basically, why would you refinance your home? I mean, there might be some people who want to take out, like say they have you know, 15 years left on their loan, they extend it out to 30 years, do something like that. That might be a case for some people to take, you know, to refinance their homes. But for the most part, people only refinance their homes if they can get a better interest rate from it. So with the higher interest rates, refinancing of homes just isn't really that popular nowadays. And then the issuance of new mortgages, that has also diminished quite a bit with the higher interest rates and the less home sales taking place, then there's less mortgages being written. That puts a situation in which that the pool of mortgage-backed securities that are available for investors to buy starts to shrink, starts to diminish by quite a bit. Well, if you have a situation in which that the interest rates on the safe and liquid assets of like U.S. Treasuries begins to fall, or if people are nervous about holding those U.S. Treasuries, there could be a situation in which that they are finding someplace else to try and find a guaranteed return. So like a fixed income return, typically you would find that in the U.S. Treasuries. That's where you would want to go. It's a guaranteed return, going to pay you back, zero doubt about it, zero chance of default. The money printer can go burr, definitely paying back these Treasuries. The only thing they can't guarantee is the purchasing power of it. But when you have U.S. Treasuries that are have people very nervous about the short term, like they don't want to tie their money up for a year to get their interest rates, they're very nervous about a year, so they don't want to tie up their money for that long. But out there beyond 10 years, they're not so nervous about inflation. I mean, they are a little bit, there is some concern out there, but not nearly as much as they're very nervous about the short term. And it may not even be necessarily an inflationary issue that they're concerned about. They're just concerned about economic downturn. And if they tie their money up, they wouldn't be able to take advantage of that economic downturn. So basically during a recession, everything goes on sale. But if you had taken your money and you had put it into bonds, now you have tied your money up for a year or more or less, depending on what kind of bond that you had purchased. And then if you have a situation in which that the like price of everything, like during a recession, all of a sudden you have everybody's luxury items going on sale, like they're selling their cars off, they're selling you know, all their toys and gadgets or, you know, things that they had purchased, even comes to like secondary properties or stocks or anything else out there trying to get out of those positions to get a hold as much cash as they can because they either need to pay their debts or they need to pay for a cost of living or something and you have this economic downturn happening, the liquidation of just about everything starts to take place. Well, the only way to take advantage of that liquidation is to be already in cash. 
Now, if you had tied it up in a treasury and this scenario happens, then the price of treasuries start to fall and the yields begin to rise. Well, if the price of the treasuries start to fall and you have tied your money up in those treasuries, now you have to wait for that year in order to get your capital back, in order to get your, you know, what you have put in, put into it and your interest rates, right? The yield off of it. So tying your money up, even in a treasury, like the safe and liquid asset of a U.S. treasury, isn't necessarily the safe and liquid asset if you're looking to try and convert it to cash immediately. So the price of those bonds do adjust. And if you had purchased one of these bonds right before the recession kicks in, well, then you're probably going to end up losing money trying to sell that bond or you're going to have to or you're going to lose out on time because you're going to have to wait for it to mature. So when that happens, you have people who are nervous about tying their money up for the short term. Well, on the longer term, those U.S. Treasuries don't pay nearly as much as, say, the shorter term does. So they're a lot less attractive to the investor out there. But when you look at the mortgage-backed securities, well, those are up at 6%, and the price of them had dropped dramatically since the Federal Reserve had lifted the interest rates. So now that you have investors who are attracted to that fixed income coming from the safe and reliable bet that most people will make their mortgage payments. Now, that isn't always the case, and a lot of people are still nervous about the mortgage-backed security market considering what had happened back in the 08 financial crisis, but that was mortgage-backed securities that were filled with toxic assets. People who should never have gotten the loan in the first place were given loans and multiple loans, and those things were built up and put into mortgage-backed securities and labeled with a grade A asset. They were like, you know, investment grade stuff, but they were they really weren't. This time around, those mortgage-backed securities aren't necessarily filled up with, with toxic assets like they once were. So the Federal Reserve and the lifting of interest rates doesn't necessarily impact the mortgage market like a lot of people would perceive, especially if the pool of mortgage-backed securities is shrinking due to less refinancing and less people taking out mortgages. So a lot of people who were convinced that the Federal Reserve and the lifting of interest rates was going to cause the mortgages to continue to go up as far as the interest rates go might want to second guess your logic on that one because it does seem to make sense when you when you talk it out that way. But then when you think about what is really occurring in reality, it may not be the same situation. So anyway, the Federal Reserve and the lifting of interest rates may not cause interest rates across the investment assets to all go up like they should, like you would anticipate. Okay, I'm going to leave it right there at that. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.